God. Wasn't that a beautiful testimony? Yes. Thank the Lord for it. You know, I've been in this church all my life. Grandparents on both sides been sanctified. But Brother Ed and Sister Becky are just as much in this family of God as I am today. Thank God. Isn't that our God? Isn't that wonderful? To think that we can all be children of God. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. I'm so glad for this church. You know, it's the, it told you, Sister Becky just told you, they, they came to our church and it was so different from what they were accustomed to. They couldn't quite get accustomed to the, the loud service at first. You know, we like to have a good time when we come to church. <laughs> we believe in letting the Spirit have its way. We believe in singing and shouting. Clapping our hands and letting the Spirit have its way. And with their raising and the, the, the church that they had been going to, it was quite different from that. And they said, well, maybe we better go to another church. And they went looking for about, I don't know how long, maybe two or three months. But they came back. They couldn't find anything that, that talked like our folks either. And they kept coming back. We have... Bible studies, first Monday night of each month, they would come out with their questions. They'd have a long list of questions asking, what about this and what about that? And I wish we had Brother Ed's sermon on tape the last Wednesday night before we came down here to camp meeting. He got up there and preached us a sermon, talked about the kingdom of God was cometh not with observation. Neither shall you say low here or low there. For behold, the kingdom of God is in you. He can tell you about the second coming. He can tell you about the communion. He can tell you about these things because he's been reading. He and his wife have been reading in the word of God and listening to sanctified people. Folks, we've got the way to heaven. There's not a doubt in my mind but what we've got the way to heaven. I believe that it takes holiness the scripture says, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. And she spoke about her preacher saying, you got to quit sinning. you got to quit sinning. you got to quit sinning. And I'm going to tell you tonight the very same thing. you got to quit sinning. you got to quit sinning. you got to quit sinning. But the Lord has fixed a plan of salvation where it's not a hard thing to quit sinning because the Lord has fixed it where He can come into our hearts and dwell there and take up His abode in our very life and it becomes a natural thing to live holy with the Spirit of God on the inside. It's true you have to quit sinning. You know, the sister mentioned today, Sister Lynn, a song we sang not very recently in... In Wilmington had a real good time. It says, heaven is a holy place filled with glory and with grace. And sin can never enter there. It will stop you at the door, bar you out for evermore. For sin can never enter there. And we believe that. If you cling to sin to death, when you draw your latest breath... You will sink in deep despair to the regions of the lost 
there to prove at awful cost sin can never enter there. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. If you sow to the flesh, you shall of the flesh reap corruption. But if you sow to the Spirit, ye shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. You've got to have a holy life when you sow to the Spirit. I'm glad I'm sanctified. I'm glad for the presence of the Lord. I'm glad that we can have a power within our being that enables us to live holy. I'm going to read a Christmas story tonight. Just start off with a little bit here in the first chapter of St. Matthew. Uh, I ask the saints of God to pray as the word of God goes out. Especially to those who are lost. Those who have sin on their garments. Sanctified people has found the remedy. We realize that all have sinned. And come short of the glory of God. If we say we have not sinned, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. There's a reason for that. But we know there is a remedy. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, his, her husband, being a just man and not willing to put her a, uh, make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. You know, another one over there in Luke, it says, the, the power of the high shall overshadow thee, the, the, the Spirit shall come upon thee, the power of the high shall overshadow thee, therefore that holy thing that shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And that was the Father of Jesus Christ was the Holy Ghost. Born of the Virgin Mary. And the power of God brought him forth. And the power of God, the Holy Ghost, the creator of the righteousness, makes us a child of God. If we don't have the, child, if we don't have the Holy Ghost, we don't have any life. It's true. It takes a second work of grace for us to go to heaven. We can get our sins forgiven over and over and over again. But unless we go on to perfection, unless we get filled with the Holy Spirit of God, and we don't get thrilled and thrilled and filled with the, the Son of God in our very being, we won't make it to heaven. That's right. Listen to what this angel told, told Joseph here. That which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. Savior, sanctifier. Is that our Savior? Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Do we believe it? You know, you don't hear this kind of sermon very often anywhere else. You know, I was talking to one of my kin folks and uh, telling her, you know, I was kind of. Admonishing her about some little things she was doing, you know, and and she she knows how I believe. She knows we believe in holiness. She knows we believe that you have to live right, that you got to live without sin. And she said, "I tell you what, Ben, I don't believe God's as hard on people as you are." <laughs> but you know what He is. <laughs> 
He is, you know, He is merciful. He is kind. He's compassionate. He's loving. He wants, he wants you to serve Him. But unless you live holy, you're going to miss heaven. There is the goodness. Knowing the terror of therefore the Lord, we persuade men. There is a goodness and there is a severity of God. If you die with sin on your garments, you are going to go into torment forever. He that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done. And there is no respect to persons. That's the way it is. That's right. And you're not getting by. You know, a lot of times in this life we can get by. You know, if you know the judge or if you know... Uh, have enough money or whatever a lot of times you can, can get by but when you come up to this judge the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and other joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart Neither is there any creature that is not made manifest in his sight. But all things are naked and open unto him with whom we have to do. Now if you die with sin on your garments, the Lord knows it. You won't fool it. There's no way around it. So it's a sobering thought, isn't it? It's a sobering thought. But folks, it's time you were thinking about your soul. It's time you considered... Your ways. It's time that you wait up. You know whether you're living right or not. You know whether you do things right all the time or not. You know it's not so much our self-righteousness. That all of our self-righteousness is like filthy rags. But it's the righteousness of holiness is what we've got to have. We've got to be born again. Just like Jesus told Nicodemus, ye must be born again. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto you, ye must be born again. Do we believe that? Well, let's, let's go on. Let's, let's read what this... I like what this angel told Joseph here. Here I hear it says, Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold... A virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Which being interpreted is God with us. Is that the secret? The mission has been hid from ages, from generations, which is now made manifest to the saints, to whom would God would make known what is the mystery of this, uh, for the, the, what is this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. And so the Lord can take a hold of our lives. He can change us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God, that we may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among them that are sanctified by faith that's in me. Yes, we all found ourselves sinners. For as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men because all have sinned. 
For as by the offense of one judgment came unto all men to condemnation, right. even so by the righteous one the free gift came upon all men to justification of life. For it by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound that as sin is reigned unto death, even so grace might reign unto righteousness through Jesus Christ our Lord. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. Know you not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in his life and in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this. Knowing this. Do we know this? Knowing this. That our old man is crucified with him. That the body of sin might be destroyed. That henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is free from sin. He that is dead is free from sin. And if we be dead with Christ, we believe we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ being raised, Christ being raised from the dead, dieth no more. In that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. But now once, in the end of the world, hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And as the point of man wants to die, and after this the judgment, so Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him, shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Do we believe it? We believe in the second coming, don't we? We believe in the resurrection. We believe it. We believe in the kingdom of God. And we also realize that God is a spirit. And that the worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. If you get the kingdom of God, it's going to be spiritual. If you get the second coming, it's going to be spiritual. If you get the communion, it's going to be spiritual. Because God is a spirit. And we've got to worship Him in spirit and in truth. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him. That the body of sin might be destroyed. That henceforth we should not serve sin. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by gathering together to you, unto him, that you be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Don't be troubled. Let no man deceive you by any means. You know, there are a lot of deceivers. A lot of deceivers in the world. But you know, you, you determine when the day of the Lord comes. Did you realize that? You determine when the day of the Lord comes. For that day shall not come. I mean it 
It just, it just won't come. That day shall not come except, except there come a falling away first and that man of sin be revealed, that son of perdition. When you get under conviction, when you realize you're lost, when you realize you have sin on your garments, when you realize that you're condemned before God and start doing something about it and getting on your knees and asking the Lord to forgive you that you want to do, do uh, a life of wholeness and not do any more sinning and you start falling away from your old life and start seeking the Lord, the day of the Lord is coming home to you. It'll be there very shortly. That day shall not come except there come a falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed. The son of perdition. You've got to find out what's there. You know. The old man. The enemy. The carnal mind. Is what we inherit. From the fall of Adam. And as long as it is there. It's going to control. Listen to this. That son of perdition who opposeth and exalted himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped. So that he is God, sitteth in the temple of God, shewing himself that he is God. Is that the way it is? For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. God sending his own son in the light as a sinful flesh. And for sin condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. Who walk not after the flesh. But after the spirit. For they that after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that after the spirit the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded. For to have the son of perdition. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. For the carnal mind is enmity against God. It is not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Uh oh. But. But ye are not in the flesh but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now if Christ be in you. The body is dead. Because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwelleth in you. Do we believe it? There's a remedy for sin. There's a remedy for getting out of the clutches of the old enemy of our soul. That son of perdition. That exalteth himself and shows himself that he is God. There can be another operation on your heart. You know, you have to get your sins forgiven. There's got to be a falling away. But you can't stop at pardon station. You cannot get on there, but you've got to go on to full salvation. And there you'll pay your fare. Showing himself that he is God. Remember you not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. And now you know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let. You know, he'll be right there causing you to sin just as long as you let him abide in your heart. 
You can turn over new resolutions. You can shake a preacher's hand. You can determine in your heart that you're going to serve the Lord. But you'll find another law in your members warring against the law of your mind. And it will bring you into captivity to the law of sin that's in your members. And you'll say, oh, wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. There is deliverance. There's a remedy. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. But then shall that wicked be revealed. Whom the Lord shall consume. With the spirit of his mouth. And shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is at the working of Satan. With all power and signs and lying wonders. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness. And them that perish because they receive not a love of the truth. That they might be saved. Folks, it's careful what you do with the truth. And for this cause, because they had not a love for the truth. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion. That they should believe a lie and be damned. That they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. But we are bound to give thanks to God for you, brother and beloved of the Lord. Because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and a belief of the truth. That's the remedy. Don't stop at pardon station. Go on to full salvation. Go on and get sanctified. Get filled with the Spirit of God. Get rid of the carnal mind. Get the Spirit of God in your heart. And then you'll live a holy life. Let not sin therefore reign. Let not sin therefore reign in your moral bodies. That's what the Scripture says. Neither you you your members... Well, let me get over here. I thought maybe I could quote it, but I maybe I, I can't. I, that's... Yeah, neither let not sin therefore reign in your mortal bodies that ye should obey it in the, the lust thereof. That, that kind of makes it clear what it's talking about, doesn't it? I mean, we're not talking about way off in a, in a cemetery somewhere and, and we're going to have a great resurrection sometime way off two or three or four thousand years down the road. But it says, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal, your mortal, your, your mortal bodies that you should obey the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members of service of, of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God. Is that the secret? Isn't that an easy thing to do? Isn't that a beautiful life? Lord, not my will, but thine be done. Have a Gethsemane. Kneel down and say, Lord, I want you. You've got to be buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so you'll walk in newness of life. But yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead. And your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law, but you're under grace. Is that all right? By grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not a works lest any man should boast. For we are His workmanship. That's why it's so good. It's not because we turned over new leaves and tried our best to improve our, our old body with a carnal mind. But we are His workmanship. We've been made by God. We have a new creation. 
We are new creatures in Christ. Old things have passed away. And behold, all things have become new. Hallelujah. Isn't it wonderful to be sanctified? Isn't it easy life to live when you're sanctified? All you got to do is just yield yourself to God. Yeah, that's all you got to do. Our God of the salvation. That's the power of God. That's what it is. For sin shall not have dominion over you. For ye are not under the law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? God forbid. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death, or of obedience unto righteousness. Your choice. Your choice. I said before you this day, life and good, death and evil. Choose you this day whom you will serve. It's up to you folks whether you want to go to heaven or not. If you miss it, it's going to be your fault. That's right. God be thanked. You were the servants of sin, but you have obeyed from the heart. That doctrine which was delivered to you, being then made free from sin, you became the servants of righteousness. I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For ye have yielded your members' service to uncleanness and to iniquity unto iniquity. Even so now yield ye your members' servants of righteousness unto holiness. Is that all right? Is that your choice? Folks, you can live in sin if you want to. But if you do till you draw your latest breath, you're going to find out that sin can never enter heaven. You will be cast out into outer darkness where there will be weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Think about your life. Think about your life. For when you were the servants of sin, you were free from righteousness. What fruit have you then in those things whereof you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. Now being made free from sin. <laughs> and become servants to God. You have your fruit unto holiness. And the end everlasting life. For the wages. I mean this is what you work for. The wages, what you earn, what you deserve, what you get. The wages of sin is death. That's right. Think about that. Yeah. But, <laughs> what, what a vast difference there is. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The gift of God. And that's just what it is. You couldn't earn it no matter what you did. You couldn't merit it no matter how good you lived. But it's just a gift. Don't you want to accept accept the gift of God? It's for you. The spirit of the bride say come. Let him that hears say come. He's a thirst come. Yea, whosoever will. Let him take the water of life freely. Our God is able to deliver thee. He's full able. 
For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he might grant you according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and the depth and height, and to know the love of Christ that passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Is that enough? That's right. All the fullness. Will that keep you living holy? Another place that we are kept by the power of God through faith. Is that, is that enough power? Yeah. How much you want? If you had the power of God in your mortal body, don't you think you could live a life free from sin? You could. Now unto Him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Unto Him be glory in the church throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Wonderful. But he's one to do all the glory. That's right. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you. I beseech you to walk worthy. To walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you're called. Walk holy. Walk free from sin. Realizing that you're not sufficient of yourselves to think anything of yourselves, but your sufficiency is of God. With all lowliness and meekness. With long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring. This is what we ought to do, folks. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. For there is one body. That brings unity, doesn't it? There's one body and one Spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord. One faith. Is that right? Is that the way it is? Every church on every corner doesn't have it, folks. There's one Lord. There's one faith. There's one baptism. There's one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. Thou shalt call His name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. I I was going to read the 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians, but I think I'll skip that. There's time going on. That's some beautiful scripture too, but let me get over here. If I didn't, I may have turned this back. <clears throat> For God has not given us the spirit of fear. We're not afraid of the old devil, are we? No. The scripture says just resist the old devil and he'll flee from us. We've got the resistor on the inside. We've got the resistor on the inside. We've got him destroyed. You know, far as much as children partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. But now we can be alive. We can be quickened. He that hath the Son hath life. And he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. It's all right, isn't it? Sometimes people think we're a little bit peculiar, a little strange, maybe a little crazy. I don't know. But we're just filled with the Spirit of God. It's a sound mind. 
He'll just cause you to live holy and be happy about it. That's what He'll do. That's our God. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor me his prisoner. But be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Who has saved us. And called us with the holy calling. Not according to our works. But according to his own purpose and grace which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. But is now made manifest. Aren't you glad it's been manifest? Aren't you glad it's come to pass? It's now made manifest. Jesus has come on the scene. Jesus came that we might have this life and that we might have it more abundantly. But it's now made manifest. How? By the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And what did He do when He came and when He appeared and when He died on that cross of Calvary? What did He do? Who hath abolished death? Hallelujah. We don't have to be under the bondage of sin any longer. No, but the Spirit has made us free. Whom the Son has made you, whom the Son makes free, is free indeed. You know if you commit sin, you're the servant of sin. That's right. That's the way it is. He that committed sin is of the devil. That's what it is. For the devil sinned from the beginning. And for this very purpose, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that He might destroy the works of the devil. Do you believe it? Are you living holy? You know, you know a good, good little uh, test to see whether you're living holy or not is Take that little verse in John. It says, it says, love not the world. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. That puts you in your place. That puts you. Do you love the world? Do you like to look at things of the world? Go to communities of the world? Act like the world? Look like the world? For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eye and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of the Father abideth forever. Everlasting life. Check up. Check up. Do you like the world? Huh? Had you rather look like a sinner than a saint? Huh? Not if you're saint. If you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. But now it's made a manifest by the appearing of our Lord Savior Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death. And brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Do we believe it? Do we have life? Do we have immortality? This corruptible must put on incorruption. And this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall I put on incorruption. And this mortal shall I put on immortality. Then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written. Death is swallowed up in victory. O death where is thy sting? O grave where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin. And the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God. Is that the way you feel tonight? 
Thanks be to God which gives us a victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. That's the way it is. Not in vain. Whereto I am appointed a preacher and apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles for which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know. Hallelujah. I know. I know my name is there. I know that this earth, the house, this tabernacle is dissolved. I have a building of God and house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. And we know that we are of God and the whole world lieth in wickedness. And I tell you what, we know these things. And I know whom I have believed. Do you know him tonight? You know the scripture says, He that sinneth hath not seen him, neither known him. If you know the Lord, you live a sinless life. That's another good check. People say, oh, yeah, I know the Lord. Oh, yeah, I got to see him. That's not scripture. I know whom I believed and am persuaded. I'm convinced, folks. I know it so. I am persuaded that he is able. You believe that? To keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. All right, hold fast the form of sound words, which thou hast heard of me in faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. That good thing. Is that what it is? Do you feel like that's a good thing? That spirit of God dwelling in your heart. Does that feel like a good thing to you? I tell you what, it feels like a good thing to me to have the Spirit of God when I wake up in the morning, to go through the day with the Spirit of God. You know, one of the first things I do when I get up in the morning about 5 o'clock is take the Word of God down and read about 20 to 30 or 40 or 50 or an hour every morning. And I can get up kind of feeling bad about thinking about going here or this I got to do. But after I get through that Word of God, I just feel different. That's just a good thing. That good thing, huh? I like that good thing. That good thing which was committed unto thee, keep. Keep. How? By the Holy Ghost. Where is it? Where is it? Which dwelleth in us. Thou shalt call his name Emmanuel. Which being interpreted is God with us. Well, our God can keep us. Our God can keep us. I'm going to read one more verse. You folks probably know what it is. First verse of Jude. One of the little book there that's got. I like this first verse. It tells what the Lord can do for you. Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ, and brother of James, this is who he wrote the epistle to. To them that are sanctified. That, that's a beautiful word. You know, I just like to tell, talk that word everywhere I go. You know. When I get in a conversation about uh, church to somebody, one of the first things I want to mention is sanctification. You know why? Because it's done so much for me. (laughs) I tell you what, folks, the most wonderful thing that ever happened to me, it'll be 46 years ago tomorrow, August 8, 1949, I knelt at an altar prayer and got filled and thrilled with the Holy Spirit of God. And from that day to this day, it's kept me living holy. Why shouldn't I thank the Lord? Why shouldn't I be thankful and praise His name? Oh, I just can't thank Him enough for all His wonderful goodness to the children of men. I'm so thankful for what He's done. 
to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved. Is that keeping power? Yeah. That's what it does. And preserved in Jesus Christ and caught. Well, folks, I tell you from experience, it works. I've had many a person tell me, say, oh, Ben, it's, it's all right for you. you that's, that's just where you were raised and you've been associated with that all your life. But I, I, just, I just can't do it myself. <laughs> but I tell you what, Brother Ed, Sister Becky can prove that statement wrong. <laughs> I believe they're just as sanctified tonight as I am. Didn't even know about sanctified people until just a little over a year ago. Isn't it wonderful what the Lord could do? And it's for everybody in this house tonight. If you don't have the Spirit of God, if you're lost before God tonight, I beg you to seek ye the Lord while He may be found. Call you upon Him while He is near. Let the wicked forsake His ways, the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord. He will have mercy upon you to our God, for He will abundantly pardon. Come and seek the Lord while you have the opportunity. Y'all pray for me.